gentlemen welcome to another episode of bobcast with you as always is bob live in the lounge staring at the ouija board tonight's guest it's his uh, second appearance why because i like to bring people back that i like to talk to you know i just like their presence i like being around them i like that the the energy vibes they put out you know and the last time my friend was on the show we kind of had to you know cut things a little short because mickey the you know the master of disaster came in through the front door and you know it's very hard to have an intimate conversation when somebody else is lurking in the background with that being said though making his second appearance is the lounge's only one and only keith DeAngelis here on the cpu he's going to be doing doing facts and just coming in with you know random facts throughout the whole evening uh once again dude thanks very much for being on the show i appreciate it he's your guy in the chair that's right. With that being said, please welcome back to the show, Benny. Benny, what's up, man? How you been? What's up, Bobcast? Bobcast. I'm feeling good today, man. I'm uh, all hopped up on a cup of, what do we got here? Honey lavender latte from Fiend over here. Honey lavender latte. That sounds yeah. pretty good. Well, I didn't want anxiety mm -hmm. in a cup. This guy got like a quadruple shot. Man, you do quadruple shots? Yeah, all the time. Wow. All the time. That's your thing? That's you like the quad, right? Yeah. So I, when I worked at Nordstrom briefly in the early 2000s, the manager at Nordstrom, right? As you guys sip simultaneously together. Uh, the manager of the Nordstrom, she, she must have been like 35, 36. Lindsay Pierce was her name. And uh, I'm going to tell you straight up, she was a bitch, you know? And uh, if you're listening, Lindsay, sorry about that. But you really were. You were really harsh and rude to people. And you just made things miserable. Sounds but whatever. Like she had it coming. Keeping up with the good vibes. She used to drink... <laughs> About 12 shots of espresso with uh, like six pumps of vanilla and then foam to the top. And like, I remember thinking like, are you going to make it, lady? Are you going to be okay? And um, she didn't, she didn't, uh, actually, no, I guess she did become okay because the coffee got her a promotion and a raise. And I think she's in the original Nordstrom store now. Crime pays. Wow. You know? Might be a little expensive than medical expenses down the it, line. But yeah, uh, yeah. So honey, um, honey lavender, would you say? Yeah, honey lavender. Really? Lavender has a calming effect. It does. You know, it's funny you say that because I got a, <laughs> I have a, a vapo pad, a Vicks vapo pad lavender in my pocket. That? Why? Because I like to humidifier at night. Not using it right now. Not sick. Just, you know, I like sometimes smelling lavender. It does. They say that it's like a calming thing. Yeah, I'm always trying to chill myself out. I'm somebody that's uh, prone to anxiety. So if I had a quadruple shot like this guy, I'd be bouncing off the walls over here right now. Yeah, I, I tend to think that coffee, it's weird how coffee does that. People really want their coffee, but they don't realize what it's doing to them per se, you know? Me, I have this like weird schedule of coffee, right? So it's like uh, Monday through Friday, no cream, no sugar, all black. On the weekends, I'm getting that cream. And I'm getting that Girl Scout cookie flavor at Dunkin' Donuts and just pounding on the sugar right there for two days. It's probably terrible for my system, but I don't really care, you know? Well, that's me with the Rockstar Punched. I uh, I like to indulge with them sometimes. They're chock full of sugar, but dude, they're so good. It you tastes like fruit juice. It's crazy to me, because you got kids, you can appreciate this, right? I mean, like, 
growing up. Oh, you're not feeling well. Have a glass of orange juice. Yeah. Orange juice. Keith, could you do me a favor? The first factoid this evening as you text. <laughs> you Google it. What's wrong with your computer? I don't know. We're going to figure it out. Do you need the password? No, I should have it, but it's, it's, just, it's just loading. It's just doing some stuff. You need a new computer. We'll talk after the show. I got a guy for that. I'd like to know an average, okay, in one cup of orange juice, how much sugar? While we chat, while he looks for that, I was, I actually, I, I know that it's a very high amount. And I was shocked to find out that juice products like that are just one of the worst things for kids. And apparently so is breakfast. How many grams we got? We got 21 grams of sugar in there, man. In one cup? That's eight, one. Eight, one eight ounce glass. One eight ounce glass. There's 21 grams. And what's the daily amount of sugar that should be consumed by a, uh, a human being? <laughs> i don't know it's just weird how like all the stuff that we were taught when we were kids that like, comes it's back false. is right. false like breakfast is the most important meal of the day right i love right. breakfast but i fast now i well, fast for 16 hours so like i finish eating i'm a 16 eight eater too yeah and Intermittent I, fasting. yeah it helps sure. me because my metabolism you know i would like to eat and if i put these restrictions on myself it keeps my weight at a like a you know a healthy level i've done everything we might even talked about this before i, I don't know track, if we did the fast thing i yeah, don't know but... i even tracked macros at one point which oh, if, wow. you, if you're really obsessive you can get yourself some nice body composition but uh yeah. the fasting is the easiest way to lose weight and keep it off in the world yeah and you know what's crazy about it is like when you're when you're fasting you know you feel better like sure. say for instance like uh you know you come home too late and you're hungry you know and you overeat or something like that and if you just watch the clock and you say hey it's 12 11 30 at night if you what skip ahead to what the next day 3 30 some people think that's crazy i can't eat food too you know i can't wait till 3 30 the thing that happens for me is i actually feel all that crap that i ate properly digest like sure. we don't give ourselves a moment to actually digest the food well that's what happens when you eat before you go to sleep at night your body doesn't rest you're just spending all that energy on digestion yeah on so digestion. you never get a full night's sleep yeah. but when you're doing the fasting thing absolutely i like to do uh noon to eight for my noon eating eight. window so yeah that gives me lunchtime i break my fast mm -hmm. and by eight o'clock if you're eating past eight and i had heard that before if you eat past eight or nine o'clock that's uh it's that's bad you're gaining weight yeah, so yeah you're gaining weight all the time and it's it's terrible for you know people who have the bunchies because it's like boom that's the time they want it the most some people ask uh like what's techniques not to get the munchies just don't eat dude you know what i mean like don't uh start as soon as you start uh, you, you just can't stop keith how many uh what's the proper amount of sugar well proper amount but 77 grams is the average average yeah. okay so if you have 21 grams right off the bat yeah. And like, let's face it, most people don't drink just a cup. You know what I mean? Like, uh, really? Yeah, and there you go. You're getting your daily allowance wow. of sugar. Just right an there. orange juice too. It's crazy. So like, I guess there is some sugar-free orange juices and stuff like that. And like, I remember there was an orange juice machine at Whole Foods when I briefly worked there for Instacart. People always be bitching about it. Like, goddamn juice machine don't work. It's like, oh man, being healthy has never been so dissatisfying. Has it, ma'am? <laughs> expensive to be healthy man that's the worst right isn't it it's a shitty thing that like you know like you want to be healthy you want to you know feel good you want to like you know take care of your body but what happens is you wind up spending a shitload of money you know i think it's easy like i look at it this way um you literally are what you eat your body composition becomes the food that you put in yourself mm -hmm. so i try to take in a healthy amount of um, fruits and vegetables to counteract everything else i barely do meat um but yeah, I, I, do. I don't eat red meat. 
I do sometimes. Like I, I like I, I, do, I personally like it, but my my wife has hemochromatosis, so she has like a deficiency with her blood where you know she has too much iron, so she can't. She has to lay off that. She has to lay off other products that you know have a lot of iron in it. So I I was just like, well, I could do without it. So let me try. You know, so like. When I do have meat, like I went to Miller's Ale House last Sunday and I had like a hamburger for the first time in maybe like five months. Dude, I was ready to drive to like Atlantic City that night. I was like, let's go. You know what I mean? I had so much energy, but. Yeah, I think last time I had a cheesesteak, I was actually sick. Cause uh, that, just, that'll I'm happen. Not, I'm not used to eating it anymore. Cheesesteaks are different though. That's a whole different beast. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it's just like. It's not just that cheesesteak. It's all the other cheesesteaks that were cooked on that grill that day. Right. <laughs> you know what You're I mean? All the grease. Everything, like right. Del Sandro's. Like you guys ever had Del Sandro's, right? I'm sure the listeners out there, they all like, no. Man, that, that, that's such a good cheesesteak. But I remember like being like, oh, God, get me to the bathroom afterwards because it's just, it's just too much. Yeah, too much grease. A lot of anxiety in there too. Talking about anxiety, if you don't have uh, cash, your ass is, you know, considered uh, out the door. You know, like they're like, cash, cash, cash. And they really got it down. I, we should talk about that. You know, it's an interesting thing. When you have established yourself so well to the fact that you don't have to accept credit cards, you only accept cash, you know what I mean? Like, you ever been to Charlie's Pizza up there in East Norton? Yeah, Red Top. Red sure. Top Pizza, right? Now, they, they just got credit cards. Okay. But for the longest time, they didn't have it. And they would just point to a sign and be like, look, cash. Right. They you established know? a soup Nazi type situation. Exactly. Soup Nazi type situation. So when your product is that good right. and you could just say, fuck you, no way you're getting service and you're not going to get turned in by Google or anything because the product is that good. That's the American dream right there, isn't it? Well, that's Pat's and Geno's. You look at Pat's, I've seen people get thrown out of line for not ordering quick enough. Really? And then across the street at Geno's, they had the whole thing where... um. You know, the guy said, if you can't speak English, don't order here. I mean, really? Yeah, he was a dick. Um, I wow. think they took that sign down since. But yeah, they've established themselves. Um, you know, they're tourist trap cheesesteaks anyway. Yeah. You know what? I've, I've had maybe like two or three and they were in my early 20s. And like I was always drunk and I don't remember much like w whether it was good or not. I do hear that there's the, the 401 or whatever you want to call it. Eisenberger's or whatever it is. It's got a vegan cheesesteak now. Have you been there? No, they they open up as a vegan place. Yeah, so. at nighttime, right? Yeah, What's so, up with that, dude? Really? So basically, I know all about this because I, mm -hmm. I love Eisenberg. And they have a so vegan cheesesteak available? Eisenberg's. Eisenberg's. Dude, I love Eisenberg's. I'm there all the okay. time. Like, right? But they sub out their place at night for the vegan place. So basically, the vegan place comes in and you know serves their food out of there. Until so how does that work with vegan products being cooked on the same grill that is they did not privy me to that information but yeah i mean if you guys depends on how if you guys can explain that i'll uh advertise I'll your establishment for the rest of uh this bobcast perpetuity <laughs> i would love to know that i drove by there the other day and i was, I was thinking i was like they definitely cooking on their meat grills you know <laughs> wait fun fact if you type in does del sandro's yeah. take credit cards is the first search so. it does say it now no but that's if you're typing in the uh -huh. google that does del sandro's and auto populates Pay credit cards. So like oh, wow. Everybody's asking that. Wow, man. You know, we almost had a fire here in the lounge before you guys arrived today, right? I was uh, sitting here at my computer trying to get this uh, audio hardware situation working, right? I got this little candle here. I like to burn some Nag Champa, but I don't like to like light the Nag Champa. Sometimes I like to put it next to the flame and heat up the stick. I'm sitting here staring at the computer. I'm like, man, it's getting bright in here. Why is the sun so... And then all of a sudden, I'm like, holy shit, dude. This whole stick lit up on fire. I had to pull it over here in the sink. My adrenaline spiked. Where'd you get that candle? I have that at my house. That's actually uh, Mickey's candle. Okay. I think that's like a TJ Maxx special or something. I'm actually about to celebrate. I ain't going to post this shit on Facebook. You want to 
say congratulations you could just say hey whatever bob but march 4th is the day i believe that luke perry died that would be my year anniversary not one drag of a cigarette congratulations That's finally made deal. it and for a long time I, I struggled like when i was 33 i quit and then like from 33 to like 38 maybe 39 like i would you know sneak a drag here and there or go outside and ask somebody for a cigarette you know what i mean like March 4th, 2019 is the date. So yeah, that'll be the date that I have not had any carbon monoxide, nicotine in my body. If you're somebody out there who wants to quit smoking cigarettes, yo, the best benefit you're going to get from it is sleep. Cigarettes keep you up all night. Now, I go to bed sometimes 7.38 at night. Let me ask you this. Yeah. How did Luke Perry impact you that he made you quit smoking? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's, a, it's an interesting question. <laughs> no, so that was like... It's like the winter and it's like about the spring into springtime and like when you're a cigarette smoker and you're outside and it's freezing and you're doing it because you're addicted to the product there's like this like sense of i don't know like self-loathing for yourself because you're so hooked on it and you're like why am i doing this shit? Oh, you know worst. and i remember that night specifically there was a full moon and like for me i had to make this promise to myself with like an image like a graphic image and it was the moon that I was just like looking at the moon and I flicked the last cigarette and I saw it and I was like, that's it, man. That's the visual I got to keep. Kept that in my mind. And then like I suck at like remembering stuff and like I came back inside and I saw on the 630 news that Luke Perry had passed away. And I was like, oh, I'll remember now what the date is. But yeah, I did watch uh, 90210 and I, I was just like everybody else trying to make those sideburns happen back in the 90s. Oh, I had them. I had the, uh, the sideburns, but I had the Jason Priestley, uh, you know part in the middle the oh yeah for boy mm -hmm. yeah that was the look back then it really did like solidify the look for us back in the day i mean like sideburns wall like like the wave that would go into jason's hair like it was so hard to do i remember like putting mousse in my hair just trying to get that shit to stick but my hair is like thin and like long and like it just didn't work you know yeah it took a lot of product for me to come anywhere close to that the thing that sucks is i heard that, i mean i know that there was a show that came out 90210 like part two or whatever and just tanked yeah i think within the last couple of years they tried some kind yeah. of reboot they tried to do some sort of retcon thing where it's like the real actors portraying but yeah i remember watching that as a kid and just being like wow puberty is arriving <laughs> you know what i mean like all sorts of feelings you know yeah shannon doherty i like the blonde um not tori spelling the other one donna martin i was always like confused I, I was confused Kelly. on that show because it was just like some of them looked like to be young and then other ones like ian zerling looked like he was like 40 50 years no, old that's not the one not tori spelling who's the other one tori spelling um she, yeah oh okay no who's the other one um i like the one that was um uh she was like the the i don't want to say yeah, yeah the nerd like she wrote for the like the school newspaper oh right? the and one then, that like, was like got, 30 she got like sexy though like one episode she was like i want to show brandon walsh that i can be sexy right and right. i remember that <laughs> yeah she was the older one like you yeah. could tell that she was way too yeah, old she, for high school she's just way too old yeah <laughs> this is crazy but um andrea zucker right? yeah that was andrea the kelly 90s taylor. kelly taylor that was my girl kelly taylor yeah man god like dreams of yesteryear like the perfect girl next door blonde you know she had them doe eyes ah yeah, the she 90s did. Speaking of the 90s, I mean, I, one of the, the, the biggest things of the early 90s was, you know, the impact of Nirvana and Kurt Cobain. And today is February or 2-2-2020. So there's a lot of twos today, but it's also, it would be Kurt Cobain's 53rd birthday. Yes, sir. 
it's just weird, you know? It's like I always get the the pop-up on my phone or in my Facebook, you know, that it's his birthday today. And it still feels just weird, you know? It's a weird period of my life. I was, you know, just a young teenager. I had just hit puberty. And I'm dealing with the fact that my favorite band, favorite lead singer, commits suicide. I don't even understand suicide at that point. It was a lot to deal with, you know? See, I remember it being his second attempt. Mm-hmm. And it was so disappointing because after the first... You thought, oh, God, he's still alive. He's he's, sure. got, he's got another shot at this, you know? Yeah. And um, him and John Candy died right around the same yeah, time. And, and John uh, was young, right? Wasn't John like our age? Yeah, he was young. He was just, he didn't take care of himself, you know? Yeah, but he loved to, he just loved to party. Yeah, he was like a Chris Farley. He seemed like he, he he could, I mean, comedy though is a lot of times often associated with manic depressive disorders. And, you know, I mean, I was actually just thinking about Robin Williams the other day. It's that Keith. Weird. Yeah. John Candy died on March 4th. No way. John Candy died on March 4th, the day I quit smoking cigarettes. I think this podcast should go straight to the iTunes charts right now just because of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Damn, dude. That sucks. Your birthday's on the day he died. Well, originally it was April 8th, but they found the body. And then coroner office says that it could be April 5th or the 6th. But who knows? I mean, like I have watched every, every single documentary out there on... Kurt and his death. Have you watched the, the two I ones that came out? I did the one um, about Courtney Love and who was uh, El Loco? What was the guy's name? Oh, El Duce. El Duce. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm aware of the conspiracy. So for those out there, yeah, it's a conspiracy theory. This guy El Duce was offered $50,000 to whack Kurt. Eh, whatever. You know, I mean, that dude died because he got hit by a train, but I don't know. I mean, like, does it make a difference though if he was killed? Or if he, he's gone, you know what I mean? The music's gone, you sure. know what I mean? Like, so like, to me, it's like, yeah, there could be some justice, but like for the people, I don't know, like the Soaked in Bleach documentary really got me though with the gun. Did you see that one? I don't think I saw that So I one. believe that's on Netflix. I thought, I'm not sure if they took it off or not, but I mean, like in this documentary, they explained that the way that Kurt held the shotgun when he um, pulled the trigger, the shotgun shell by all forensic evidence should have went up and to the right but instead it was found up and over to the left underneath the flower pots. You know what? I did see it because it was almost impossible mm-hmm. the way they're saying he held the gun for yeah. the bullet to have had that. But back. I've seen other people do it on YouTube. They put the gun up, but I mean, like, regardless, man, the guy would have been 53 today. I can't imagine what type of music he would have made, you know, if he would have continued. But um, I'm excited that Nirvana still, you know, pops up every now and then. They do these, like, you know, reunion events. And it's a dream of mine for them. To, I mean, like, some people may think that it's in bad taste to take that, that on the road, but I would pay top dollar to see that, man. I'd go so, see some kind of Nirvana reunion tour, Dave Grohl and company. That'd be you know, cool. God, dude. Even if it was sure. like, five, like the last one they did was just five songs. Did you see any of the footage? No. St. Vincent and Beck. Beck destroys the guitar solo in, in Bloom. He has that tone, like perfect. And uh, yeah, it's just weird. I, I don't want to see a hologram. I did read... Um, that Whitney Houston is uh, going on tour, I believe, this spring or summer from a company that I believe also did the holograms for like Tupac, maybe. But it's just weird that like, I mean, would would you want to see a hologram of like, you I know, think your it favorite? Depe- it depends on the artist, really. And the way that they did it. I, I don't yeah. know. I, I can't really answer that. I went to... Um, a Van Dango event with my mom. She's a big Doors fan. We went last Wednesday to the King of Prussia movie theater to see a celebration of Raymond Zarek's life because he passed away. And uh, 
I asked my mom the same question. I was like, would you go see Jim Morrison if uh, he was a hologram? She was like, fuck yeah, Bob. I'll go. Yeah, you know what? I'd go see a Doors. That would be cool. Jim would kill it, dude. I saw that movie when I was uh, 16 years old. Oh and it was a, great a movie. game changer. Yeah. You know, I recently rewatched the movie and I'm on a Doors kick right now for the last week. Been listening okay. to stuff. And um, the movie, it's weird because when I watched it as a child or teenager or whatever, they really made you think that 27 was... Old. old, like old life. Like Jim is portrayed in that film as being an old, shrivelly ass man who's just drinking himself until his gut waistline expands. And like, it was just odd that like, and they also kind of paint him in the way of being the villain in that movie where like Robbie and everybody's like, nah, man, I don't want to trip. Yeah. Like they were out there tripping way before. Like, right. They it wasn't Jim, all on you know Jim, I mean? yeah. but they have to vilify the guy who's not around anymore. Exactly. And, um. It's just weird, dude. Like I keep, I keep thinking about it in my head, like how, like, he's twenty. Even if you look at photographs of him when he's twenty-seven, I mean, he definitely did gain weight from the whiskey and stuff like that. But what? it's, it's odd. That, like, he was portrayed in that light as just being like a has been at like his prime, really. Like when I was twenty-seven, man, I was ready to eat nails and spit tacks. I think I feel the same way about Jimi Hendrix. Only they don't portray him as older, but you think of him as just like this old soul. Yeah. And he looks so much older than he was than when he passed. Yeah. And like the body of work that these guys left. I mean, it's just amazing. It is amazing. And it's it's so odd that they all pass at that age. Yeah, 27 Club. The 27 Club. And it's just like, you know, I mean, like I imagine if you're an artist now, that year of your life and you are successful, you are extremely careful. But I mean, how old was Mac Miller when he passed away? Wasn't he 27 or 26 I'm not maybe? sure. But I remember being yeah. young and um, dumb and thinking like that would be a cool thing, you know, messing around with mm -hmm. music and like, mm -hmm. I think I haven't said something like I'll be immortalized on CD by 27 and dead yeah. and, you know, CD. There you go. But, Tapes, uh, CDs. Well, now you're immortalized on the internet. So. Right. Yeah, I am immortalized on, on the internet, you know, and the internet right. now. And it's, it's weird too, because like growing up in the 90s, I don't think any of us in this room could fathom being against the backdrop of the internet. You know what I mean? Right. Well, there will always be the country song too. Hell yeah. Did you see there's a poll for that? For the, they're having that country hawk and prom. Yes. Um, Are you going to that? No. I had Brian Butch Cole on the show here and he was pitching it. That's coming up, I believe, like this weekend maybe? I think maybe? this weekend, yeah. It's, yeah. it's like a hundred bucks, right, it's to go? 22nd because my wife's birthday is the 24th and we're going out. He wanted me to come and do something. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like that's a cool idea. Like, um, it's at the pub, right upstairs, the the prom. I think so. Right? Yeah, but yeah, hundred dollars. I got engaged engage in that room. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it, you know, <laughs> is it this weekend? Yeah, I, it I actually I have downtown harvest practice this weekend. How do you feel about that? Pretty excited. It's a trio because Tom's still in Alabama, and we're gonna like Skype him in, and you know, but uh, I've been practicing like all my old songs and it's really neat to like go back and and to play shit that i thought i forgot about that's exciting welcome back yeah it is nice it's good muscle memory is really cool it's a fun thing when like you're just like i don't know where the hell this song's going <gasps> oh f sharp my old friend f sharp it's like riding a bike right is this the country song no that was welcome back cotter i was welcome back cotter <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude, I thought that was the country song. I was like, man, you guys got a hit. Welcome back. I remember I watched Welcome Back Cotter on like channel 57 or something like that. Like, Yeah, it was on 57 for sure. And uh, what was his name? Rorschach, right? Was it not Rorschach? Like Arnold Watchmen. Rorschach. 
like Watchmen Rorschach, right? Same no, name? No, Horshack. Horshack, okay. Yeah. Man, I love that guy. He was even in one of the Friday the 13th movies right at yes, the he beginning. Was. Yes, yeah. he was. Yeah, he got killed. Vinny Barbarino, right? Yeah. Um, I can't remember the other characters' names, but I remember- Vinny Boom Boom Washington. I do do like think right? that, like, what, yeah, yeah. One of the things that I enjoyed, like why I became a teacher was probably because of that show. That and Kindergarten Cop were uh, pillars of- uh, my educational years. It's not a tumor. That movie that was just does not work without him in it, though. Put what, anybody else in that cop? Put anybody else. Put Sy- Sylvester Stallone in that I think it was role. supposed to be Sly Stallone. Oh, yeah, because they were constantly in competition. Yeah, I love reading about that, that time. stuff. Sure. Sly actually, or excuse me, Arnold set him up with, um, uh, what's that film? Stop or uh, throw. My, yeah, stop or my mom will shoot, right? So, like, Schwarzenegger purposely. Made it like he was being approached for that show, and then got got Sly in there. Bait and, bait and switched him. Yeah, I I I think personally there should be a movie about them two, and like them in the eighties and the nineties, and like you know the camps going against each other. You know, like it's so not he a showed a spite I interest. Huh? He showed a spite interest in a movie to get the other guy to do it. I'm going for this movie. But then they became That's best beautiful. friends later in life. You know, and like now they're still dishing out films. They haven't made one that was well i mean i guess rocky or creed the, the creed film was pretty did good did you but watch the new rambo i haven't got a chance i Mickey put told myself me it's terrible. through it it is it's so bad did you go through the whole movie i, I did because um i let the kids watch it because oh. they like rambo um they're boys you know we're yeah. not going to talk about how old because it's probably not age appropriate but they're like when is he going to transform into Rambo? Like they're waiting for him to turn into like the old oh, superhero Oh, wow. Like with the mud? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And Rambo too, when he's in the tree and his well, eyes open Yeah, we up. had to put on the OG Rambo next. That OG- First Blood. Well, I mean, First Blood is great. And First Blood is so good because there's a couple of th- I actually read the script. The script is based on a book. In the book, John Rambo kills himself at the end, commits suicide there. Um, and they're actually, if you go on YouTube and you type in uh, First Blood alternate ending, you can watch that ending. They did film it, and then the execs were like, no, 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 franchise. Right. You know? But um, Rambo 2, I remember that film more so because I think I saw that in theaters. I had like Rambo toys. I had like the headband. There was a cartoon. I had Rambo, the green the thing that the freedom. chick gave him that died. Oh, yeah, the, the cartoon. Christ, yeah. I forgot about the Rambo, cartoon, Rambo, the Force of Freedom. And yes. that was on Channel 57, too. Dude, Channel 57 props. If Throw we titled episodes, time. it would be Channel 57 with Benny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, it's just... Man, Rambo. It's weird. Like, I gotta watch it now. I may watch it tonight. Being yeah, that but- uh, I got a lot of time on my hands because I just got laid off from my job at Odies.com. No hard feelings. Thanks for the unemployment compensation. If somebody's out there listening who's hiring, please give me a call. Yeah, first time. I, I mean, I kind of had unemployment, but first time in my adult life being unemployed. And this is day two. We are already bored. Let's think. Okay, so you, what I, I went to Primark today to get myself a bathing suit because I'm going to Disney World in about a week and a half. I got a, ba- a bathing suit for 11 bucks and I had to make a decision in my life here, okay? The fashion has changed. It used to be that the bathing suit went below the knee. Now it's pretty high up. I've never really showed that part of my leg. It's pretty white there, but I'm going to transform into that person this summer because I got them 
their short rise or whatever, you know what I mean? I completely relate because my wife, uh, she's a little younger than me and she likes to help dress me. And yeah. uh, they don't make bootcut jeans anymore, man. No, they don't. They don't. No. I had bootcut jeans too back in the day. You know where I'm I go to I'm wearing a pair right now. The Gap. Okay. I'll give I found my navy. I had to go to Plato's Closet to find these. They're what baggy. kind of shoes are they? Oh, they're Jordans. They're dope. Oh, yeah. Jordan 5, 3 Lab, Elephant Prince. Holla. Mickey would um, love that. I got to take a picture of them to show yeah. Mickey. Yeah, man. But um, uh, baggy jeans. Yeah, now they're they're all really tight. Mm-hmm. And uh, it leaves nothing to the imagination. I don't know. It's, it's, it's funny you say that because I, too, have been struggling to find jeans I like. There's a Burlington Coat Factory at the Plymouth Mini Mall now, right? They only sell stretched jeans stretch material jeans yeah i'm wearing them right now right and uh i gotta tell you if you could find the right pair comfortable constricting yes very constricting see we grew up in the 90s where it was like jenko jeans and like you know oversized clothing it's kind of making its way back now like billy sure. eilish is like kind of like starting that fashion and uh to be honest like what did i do the other i went oh i found a shirt i really liked i was like you know what just give me that xl because it'll shrink in the wash I don't care. Let it be a little baggy. You know what I mean? I'm Let just, me feel like I'm in a big ass pillow when I go outside. I have stayed in that style until it's coming back, man. <laughs> so like I've just been yeah. out of style in the '90s until yeah. all of a sudden, like now I'm like vintage. It's cool. It yeah, it's out. weird how everything has a return. Really, it does. Yeah, but bring back bootcut jeans because it's tight stuff. And like those joggers, I don't have. I don't know what men have the right build for the jogger pants. Yeah, because my body just isn't made that way. I've tried them more and more than once, and I'm looking in the mirror and I'm like, "Just isn't for me, man." I'm too uh, '90s hip hop in my '90s hip hop. Wu Tang Clan, Rage Against the Machine. Can't really decide which one I am. That's how I always felt, dude. Yeah, I saw Wu Tang Rage. I think we talked about this. Yeah, we did. Yeah, Yeah, and now Rage Against the Machine in the interim is back together. Summer tour. Yeah, summer tour. Um, I'm all about going. Um, Can't afford it. Don't have a job. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? it, <laughs> isn't it in camden yeah i hate that fucking place it's man. the worst that but sucks, i'll dude. probably get a field ticket if i can get in yeah to see by the way if you're listening and you want to get in just turn your phone off and say to the guy there hey man i have electronic tickets and my phone died and just give him the saddest look possible what can they do take you right. to a place for a phone charger try it it works but if you're in a crowd it's not going to work you got to do it solo but rage, like getting back together, I saw all these people like posting on Facebook. These motherfuckers are charging four hundred dollars. They're not sticking to what they talked about. It's like, look, it's not rage against the machine that's doing it. We have a problem in our entertainment industry where a ticket will come out for seventy nine dollars, and then the resale goes up to four hundred to five hundred dollars. Back in the day, scalping was illegal. I remember going to the vet to watch an Eagles game with my dad and the police cracked down on these motherfuckers like they were selling crack. You know what I mean? Sure. But in today's world, StubHub, all these other places. It's legal. All it's of a legal. Sudden. It should be. No, I'm why sorry. I don't know why that's legal. Look that up. I mean, like, I, I think that it, everybody should have a fair shot to go see their favorite band. Now, some artists, um, recently I went to see 21 Pilots, big fan of them. They do the fan presale or yeah fan presale locked code type thing but even that got hacked because then the hackers got in there and they found the code and then like you know what i mean they bought them all up anyway and it's just it's not fair man it's not fair that you should pay like i i read my wife wants to see billy eilish and i think she's actually playing tomorrow night or saturday or something okay tickets for general admission guess how much 250 thousand dollars on the floor Damn. on StubHub. did you see billy eilish in a huge coat Oh my god! 
you know, I see a lot of hate for her online. I, I see. I don't I see, think I that kid lot of can do I, anything wrong right I, now. I don't. I, I love her, dude. I think I, she's great. Did you hear? The she's eighteen, so now I can say I think she's very attractive. You know what I mean? Like sure. she's um, but like I think her attractive nature also comes from the fact that she's doing her own thing. She did the new James Bond song yep. on the Brit Awards the other night. Yep, and I watched, I watched it. Amazing. It's great. It's great. Amazing. Yeah. I think she's great, and I think that um, I I love the fact that like okay, so like her brother. Her brother's awesome, by the way. I don't know if you've ever heard his solo stuff. I haven't heard his solo stuff, but I know that they wrote her material together. Yeah, so they wrote that material in a room similar to this that we recorded on a computer similar to this. And that whole album, Where Do We Go When We Fall Asleep, is recorded with you know minimal types of devices. They didn't have money then. And I'd love that, man, that somebody could win album of the year you know, it's a great album. A great album. Yeah, yeah, it's so it's so different. Yeah, but I, I think it's not fin it's Phineas O'Connell, right? Yeah. I want to say Phineas, but it's Phineas. Phineas. His voice on the second performance on Saturday Night Live with her when she was the, the musical guest is phenomenal. I don't know what that song is called, but he's singing and it's good, man. It's so I like that that's happening. I don't like that tickets are a thousand dollars. I don't like that Rage Against the Machine is four hundred dollars, but I mean I got to see Rage Against the Machine, man. I couldn't go to that concert, man. See, it's been nice for me because all okay. these uh, old school mm -hmm. hip hop acts are doing 25th anniversary tours. Yep. And yeah, I got to see Wu-Tang last year do 36 Chambers and it was amazing. And Franklin Hall? Um, no, Music Factory or Electric Factory. Electric oh, Factory. But they call it, yeah. Oh yeah, it's Franklin Hall that. now. That's it's right. still Electric yeah. Factory though. That must it'll awesome always be Electric Factory. You know what? They killed it. Um, Raw, and, I'm going to give it to you like cocaine straight from Bolivia. And if you look on like um, Groupon, you'll find a lot of these old hip hop shows are on discount. Yeah, I see that too. It's crazy. I, I like I think Cameron's on there right now. I saw that. I yeah. think I saw The Chef not too long ago on there. I was like, ah. They play at the Ardmore Music Hall a lot too as well. Where That's where Downtown Harvest is playing. But I love the fact that all these bands are getting back together, man. You know, it's great. You know, and like I really think the band should never break up, you know? Like Rage Against Machine, I, guess, I read this thing that he got upset, Zach De La Roca, about the bass player climbing the stage. Remember when he jumped on stage when Limp Biscuit won? Sure. Yeah, and like got people to like you know be all up in him and stuff like that. And like, yeah, dude, stories are stories. You don't know what's going on in a band until you're actually you know in the band. You know, but it's weird. But you know who else I'd like to see? It's just a weird thing that came across my iPod the other day on Shuffle. I was listening to Chocolate Starfish in the Hot Dog Flavored Water. Limp Bizkit still performs, dude. I'd like to go see Do they man. really? Huh? He, he's still big, I think, in other countries, right? They're huge in Russia. Like, okay. I went on their website. They're massive still there in Russia. Okay, yeah. I know they still had a following, just not here. <laughs> I remember when that album came out. I worked at Sam Goody. I got it. And I remember like TRL saying, like, I think this is right, Keith, and you can back me up on this, that <coughs> Chocolate Starfish sold 2.1 million first week out it was like the biggest of its time i bought it yeah. i remember i saw them at woodstock throw your hands up it's a good album to work out to man they were I mean. great woodstock 99 they were at the pinnacle yes but all that crazy oh God, stuff that, happened if in you the crowd. if you've never seen that ladies and gentlemen please do yourself a favor youtube limp biscuit break stuff uh at woodstock 99 it's insane dude it was an experience um you were there i was there oh my god dude. yeah woodstock where were you at 99 um we were in the crowd for that one um i was on a litany of different substances i think i was candy flipping what's that again I... acid and ecstasy together 
Oh wow, candy it, flip! I yeah. haven't heard that in a long time. Yeah, it was it was Woodstock, so like that was a long time ago, man. I'll fess up to that one. Uh mm-hmm. yeah, it it was definitely a surreal experience. I forget. I, I think Corn was there that night. Uh, yeah, Corn and Nine Inch Nails. I think not, was, no, that's ninety four in the rain. That, I watched that on um, uh, like a uh, cable. I bought it like for the weekend. Yeah, I think I watched it. Saw live Green that Day through the mud. How much? Yeah, so it sold a million copies in its first week after being released. Four hundred of those copies being sold on the first day of the release it was the largest first week sales they do. Four hundred thousand. Okay. So just a million, not two point. That was oh, the okay. beginning of the end for them guys. That was it. Yeah. I wonder if they saved any money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I you, remember you, reading this article about how Fred Durst ruined music at that time because everyone was doing the crossover stuff between Iraq and Pod. Rock. Remember Pod? Yeah. What was their hit song? You remember that? I don't. Can't remember either. I remember they had Dreads. I remember uh, Alien Ant Farm. I remember all those bands like trying to, you know, and whatever. You know, it is what it is. I mean, every element of music has its phases and stuff like that. Where I mean, where does people go after grunge? The grunge era ends when Cobain kills himself or whatever. And then like people are like, oh, we shouldn't look like that. They're associating it with this. What do we do? I don't know. Maybe the, the same people went to see Rage Against the Machine and the Wu-Tang Clan. They're like, yo. They're on to something here, but let's merge them two styles together. I don't know. I, I think there needs to be some kind of uh, punk resurgence, some kind of alternative. Mm, God, that'd be great, dude. Like yeah, a Sex something. Pistols type thing or like a just, Ramones like movement. Especially with the current state of affairs. It's such a political climate. Mm. Uh, the, the right group of individuals that are writing the right material, like, like a Rage Against the Machine back in the day. Yeah. Somebody who's not charging $400 for tickets. It's uh, It'd be nice to have some revolutionaries back in music. What's up? I don't know about the wrestling, but Fred Durst still has about twenty million. He's worth twenty million dollars. He also just came out with a movie. He's a director with John Travolta in it. John Travolta plays. Are they both Scientologists? I think so. Okay, that's why Fred steals money because he's wrapped up with those. Fred's done a bunch of films, I believe, and he's also like a, he's in a commercial now for like insurance something, you know. But I think I might have spotted him in something. The fan, the fanatic. The fanatic, yeah, it's basically the fan. Remember the fan with uh, yeah, but they just added addict to it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I remember genius. the fan. The fan was a great movie. Robert De Niro and Wesley Snipes, right? Yeah, you know what movie was great? I took my son to see uh, Sonic the Hedgehog on uh, President's Day. It was so cool to see Jim Carrey doing his like shtick, you know, again, like full Jim Carrey, you know. But it was neat to see Sonic, you know, because I played that game when I was a kid. My son liked it, you know. And, they had to uh, completely retool the movie. I love that though. I, okay. I'm very aware of it. And yeah. like, I, here's the thing, right? So like, normally when something comes out like that, and they're like, "Oh, we don't like this at all," the backlash continues. Sure. The movie came out and almost made sixty million. So they actually fixed their made mistakes, the improvements, made right. the improvements, and people showed up and they love it. You Have know? you seen what they did to the Thundercats, man? Yes. <sighs> and I'm very upset. I, I really can't even. I deal. saw it first on Instagram, and I was like, "Oh, what's this shit?" And then like I was like, "Oh my god, this is a show." I saw a commercial. I yeah. was watching uh, Teen Titans Go, which you know what, as a parent, is one of the most tolerable cartoons. Amazing, on. Yeah. amazing show. And yeah. The movie, I love the movie. So good. The movie, if you're a DC Comics fan, it is like a like a silly wet dream. Dude, Did you just... see the new thing Monday night? It's Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans. No, I heard. I got to see it though. Yeah, I didn't see it yet. But, but now uh, that I'm unemployed, got time on my hands. <laughs> I've been watching every last night. I watched um, the color of the shape starring Nicolas Cage. Okay, this HP Lovecraftian type film where it's like all trippy and like uh, you know Nicolas Cage makes all these great crazy B movies because he's trying to dig himself out of the hole. But 
it's nice to have time but uh yeah to go back to your question yeah it was was I bored? Yes. After I got the bathing suit, I realized it was only one o'clock and I was like, God damn it, dude, the podcast isn't until four today. What shall I do? Yeah, keep yourself busy, man. I was on unemployment last year and, uh, you know, after a while of just collecting and going to the gym. And yeah, I went to, well, the, the thing is great now is because I used to have to finish work at three and then I get to the gym at 3.15 and I would have to like burn through my exercise in 45 minutes to go get my son, get home, get dinner ready, you know? But now, like the last two days, like I went there like eight thirty, like left around like ten forty five, eleven, like spending like considerable amount of time. Mickey comes; it's fun to work out with somebody. I've never done that before. Sure, um, and I feel good. A lot of energy today, you know. But still looking for a job, just not at Odie's dot com. They have a pretty badass billboard on they the do. highway. They do. There, the though. funny, the funny story about that billboard is for everybody listening out there who's driven past four seventy six. For the longest time, they wanted to build like a, a billboard out there. Hey, oldies.com, we have movies, this, that. And they were like, nope, can't do it, can't do it. You can't. 476 won't allow billboards is basically the gist. And then uh, Melissa, who's very smart there, she was just like, well, what if we just write that shit on the building? And that's what they did. Well, yeah, it's definitely, that's how I knew exactly what it was because of 476. I'm just realizing now, like as I say that last sentence, the the. the <laughs> The gravitas of actually losing my job. I, I, first off, I'm going to Disney in a week and a half. Who loses their job a week and a half before vacation? You know, but I'm not going to dwell. I'm just going to be positive and keep moving on. You know, at age 40, you guys are all in your 40s, right? Yes, There's sir. like this moment of like realization when I turned 40, where it was like a couple things happened. One, I was like, I'm not going to listen to bullshit no more. I'm not going to take bullshit no more. And I'm going to do what's best for my family. And if somebody gets in my way, go fuck yourself. Used to like, like worry too much about social stuff or like, did we get, did we do the right thing? Did we give them enough money for their birthday? Did this, that? It don't matter, dude. The only thing that matters is that, yes, at age 40, you're technically halfway through this event called life, but we're all family men in this room. And like, I think that's the most important thing ever dude is my son like and your your kids you know what i mean like i for people out there who don't have kids and you got dogs you fucked up sorry you know there's nothing better than it. it's it's like the, it's like the most pleasurable thing and it's also like it can be stressful at times i have my son's four you know like i'll go through tantrums but i wouldn't trade that shit for for anything man anything at all and you get to a certain age and uh you know i read this quote and it, it's what it's reminding me of i used to walk into a room and worry what everybody thought yeah and now I walk into a room and wonder what I think. I think right? I saw that on your Instagram. You got okay. some great shit on your Instagram, dude, by the way. Thanks, Follow Benny out there. Underscore balance breakfast underscore. Um, that's a question that I wanted to ask last time. Where does the Benny breakfast, like, All where right. does that come from? Okay, Benny breakfast. That's a good one. Yeah. So um, it came from an inside joke with uh, my oldest daughter's mother. The one morning I was still uh, smoking cigarettes and I got up and I looked like chopped dog shit mm -hmm. and uh, I was in my pajamas and I was going out front to smoke and she said, you're going outside looking like that. And mm -hmm. I said, 
the women in this complex are going to be looking at me like I'm what's for breakfast, big breakfast. Oh. And we started laughing and I made McDonald's big breakfast my profile picture just as a joke for that day and changed my name to Benny Big Breakfast. Wow. It blew the fuck up and it was just hilarious. Mm -hmm. So I stuck with it and it just uh, got shortened to like Benny Breakfast and you know, certain people, sometimes I'm Benny, sometimes I'm breakfast. Like it just became one of them things that stuck. That's a great name though. I love it. I was wondering. I didn't ask that last time, did I? If I did, who the fuck cares, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> think we got there. There was a couple things we wanted to talk about, but you know. So I, one of the things we did talk about the last time was, you know, like, you know, you're like, you came out, you know, talking about that. How's that going for you? It's been good, man. I Gender mean, fluid is what we talked about. And that's like right when Mickey walked in, I was like, damn it, dude, I know I want to talk about this with him. And like, I don't want to shortchange him. So for that, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't want you to be distracted because for somebody who's listening, who, who, um, is thinking about doing that, like, you know, all the power to you. Why not? You know what I mean? You know, I'm in therapy uh, ongoing. And I think the thing that I worry myself with most, or not worry myself to work on most, is just coming from a place of authenticity. Mm -hmm. And um, last year was my time on unemployment. And I had a lot of time mm -hmm. for like self-introspection. I wasn't working. I was collecting, hitting the gym. And like, you find yourself with a lot of time to think. And um you know, being a father of five too, just what kind of example do I want to set for my kids? How honest do I have to be about my issues to, to heal these generational traumas? Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, I think where I'm at in my life now is I just had such an askewed um, view on masculinity because of uh, the example I grew up with. My, my father, he's a teamster. I don't know if you saw the Irishman, but like yeah. he's through and through a truck driver, love and hate on his knuckles, mm. drank every day, never missed a day of work. Uh, yep. You messed up, you got the shit beat out of you. So like to learn like, hey, this is what a man is and this is what that looks like and um, not feeling that like I fit that image, it can be confusing, man. Yeah, I, I can relate to that. My dad was in the Navy and uh, I never knew my grandfather, his dad, he was a teamster, okay. uh, Philly union, tough, you know, individual. And like, yeah, it just, it shit bothers me, dude. Like, I think that my strengths reside both in my masculinity and femininity. Like, I, I think that the duality of life is both male and female. Sure. And like, you know, if you're not in touch with either or, you're missing out on the whole big picture, man. You know what I mean? Well, that's it. You have to find a balance of those energies. Yes. And uh, that's, I do a lot of spiritual work. Like I'm a, I'm a person who meditates daily. Mm -hmm. um, I'm somebody, I'm a little extra. I'm bipolar too, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I do a lot to bring uh, mental health awareness to yeah. and make comfortable. You know, you talk about the stuff that I post on Instagram. I try to, um, even in the stuff that I post, create a safe environment where people are like, hey man, Benny's posting that. Maybe he's somebody safe I can talk to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I, I've dealt with a litany of issues from like overcoming addiction problems to yep. like the bipolar thing to like even um, questioning my own gender and having to find a balance with that. Uh, you know, life isn't easy, man. Like, no, it's, it's definitely easy. But you know what the thing is, is like, you know, our bodies are like vessels for like what's inside. You know what I mean? Like you didn't choose necessarily what vessel you're just in there. You know what I mean? And like sure. I've been doing a, a lot of uh, sensory deprivation tank meditation oh you're uh, doing the floats so I, I float now like monthly like i go and a matter of fact uh the owner of the place i float down there in roxburgh is coming on the show next month to talk about all the therapeutic benefits of it because everything i've said thus far is you know 
I don't want to come, it kind of comes off as conjecture because my experience isn't going to be your experience, you know, but like, I can tell you though, that the, the first time I did it, I was like, holy shit, dude, this is what I've been looking for. I, you know, I, I did, uh, I did therapy as well. And, um, I didn't have a really strong therapist. I felt like I was helping her more than she was helping me. Sure. I would leave there, feel angry, like red faced, you know, just didn't work. And then like talking about like, you know, being unemployed and having time on your hands when you're inside the sensory deprivation tank and it's just you total darkness all your senses turned off you manifest these thoughts that i i've had a spiritual like type of i don't want to say awakening because it's just such a cliche but it's like more of a, a an awareness to what i've not being I, you in society we make all these rules up as to being like well if he's jewish he's not going to be accepted into heaven or if he's this you know what i mean like we make all these fucking rules for what dude sure. we're all going to be dead and we're all going to be wondering you know what everybody else is thinking about you know what i mean like so like the end of like your life you know what i mean like it could be interpreted into several different ways right but like i did have this vision when i was in the tank that you know, we have this like preconceived notion that the kingdom of heaven and all this shit is somewhere you go. But what if this entire time you're already there, you're already inside of this God or this heaven. And like when it's your time to go, you get either, you know, you you have to go, you know what I mean? Like you move on. And like this whole notion to certain people that like, oh, there's no life after death. It's terrifying. Why not be the best person you can be and be true to yourself Sure. As far as your 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 gender or like your feelings of religion or if like you know you have like this like type of like you know political agenda whatever, just try to be a good person now, you know, live now. Don't go waiting for like some mystical mall in the sky. You know what I mean? Well, and talking about all this, man, it's funny because I, I was listening to something the other day. My wife is um actually taking a class in ancient astrology right now. Cool. And they were talking about how the Buddha sat under his tree until he conquered his demons. And, I love that uh, story, by the way. Found enlightenment. Yeah, it's yeah. great under the it's Bodhi good. tree. And you know what? I started thinking about JC too, and um, you know, his time in the desert, how like he he, over, he overcame <laughs> temptation yeah. while he was fasting, and uh, yeah. all these guys did. Um, it's all symbolic for they got over themselves. Yeah, and, and I also there is a very true aspect to the deflation of your ego. Some people do this through, you know, uh, drugs, or you can do it through meditation. Kundalini, Kundalini uh, yoga is a good way to do it. Kundalini but like, activation, yes, yeah. Sir. So like, um, I did have this moment of like my ego just like I remember like I think it was the fourth time I did the tank. I was just I came out of it. I was like, I don't even know if I want to do the Bobcast no more because it's just such an ego and type. A you part know, of your personality. Well, I was 34 when I started and my ego was very, my band had broken up. You know what I mean? I didn't know like what my place is. I always had this one dream. I was like, oh, I'm going to start this show. And then I realized like, you know, my ego dying doesn't mean that I should stop getting the message out to people. And like, you know, I mean, I just did the show last week with a gentleman, friend of mine named Bob, who um, was molested by his pastor. And like, I'm getting lots of good messages from people. It was so nice of you to share that story and stuff like that. And that's why I do it. You know, I, I do it for the altruistic nature of um, just trying to like get the word out there for certain people, you know, be true to yourself, man. Well, overcoming your ego. I, I think that's the point of what we were talking about. And yeah, you're trying to help somebody in what you're trying to do with the Bobcast. Yeah. 
And I can completely relate to finding something and being like, oh, I got to find my identity through this. Or, uh, you know, if I do this like that, because uh, I had that with running yeah. for a while. Um, I was consumed with, I had a sponsorship from like a sock company and I was 40. And all of a sudden, like I was feeling that I'm getting old, man. Mm-hmm. And I had the sponsorship. I remember being online like every 10 minutes, like just so obsessed with like posting about running or out running. And, yeah. um it's real easy to find something and just latch on to it. But I think the more that, uh, again, I strive for authenticity and try to like overcome the ego. Um, yeah. Those rare moments when I'm able to transcend the ego, that's that's the best feeling in the world. Can you do me a favor? Can you let Talia in? So um, our next uh, guest is uh, coming in. Talia, what's up? Um, but yeah, like as you were saying though, I mean, I'm very happy that... Um, you know, you were able to get to that level, that ego deflation, you know what I mean? Because it's sure. a very difficult thing for people to really talk about, you know what I mean? Like, how do I get there? What's the steps that I can, you know, like, you just got to do it yourself. You can't listen to what I'm saying. You can't listen to what you're saying. You got to figure some way around it. And it's just, it's difficult for people to, to, to even think of that, really, you know? I think everybody finds their own path, but, um, you know, pain has been my greatest motivator. Like, if I was never in emotional pain, I never would have sought for answers anywhere because if something's not broken why would you try and fix it exactly man yeah and my path has been long and storied from like the 12-step fellowship to uh you know at one point i was almost a pastor man because like i even got caught up in religion like i'm always doing that though yeah i'm always someone who was looking for answers breakfast pastor the breakfast pastor yeah i found myself though i was just too prone to um it wasn't so much that i wanted to be a pastor was my ego still yeah if i'm sitting in church why am i not going to be up front because yeah. you know i'm that yeah. dude right i was a yeah. lead singer why why shouldn't i be up front like talking about god to everybody but uh you know um my cooler head always eventually prevails speaking of which uh a little bit of a surprise here on the bobcast would you guys like to play uh your duo um band you know remember when you did the the, the 420 thing last year would you like to perform doing that same thing at this year's country Hawk and arts festival yeah all right, so you're in June the sixth. June the sixth, country art. You didn't get a chance to answer. <laughs> I'll give you guys the details afterwards. All but right. Benny, I, I really appreciate you coming back on the show. I'm going to bring you back again for the third, the trifecta. Yes. Oh yeah, one last thing. I um actually have a little experience. You're the man, dude. Good you assistant. are the man. Good assistant. Keith probably just saved my marriage. Um, <laughs> I have a little experience interviewing um my wife on her first episode of the Hair Healer podcast. Yes. Um, she's very spiritual. She's a hairdresser. She's merging those two worlds, spirituality and style. And, um, it's been very exciting. And, uh, if I didn't mention it, she might kill me when I got home. Well, perhaps maybe both of you would like to come on the show. I would love to have her on the show as well. You know, absolutely. and I've, I've been kind of wanting to dye my hair red again. Now they ain't got a job at <laughs> odies.com. Oh, she'd, she'd be the woman for that job. I appreciate it. Um, once again, I'm going to bring you back on the show without a doubt. It's always a pleasure to see you, Benny. You did a great job. Fact check. Last one before we go. It was actually on March 21st, 2019. It looked big to me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, I could have told you that. Luke Perry and John Candy passed away on that day, right? Yeah, God, 4th. that's March weird, 4th. man. It was actually I was just watching Home Alone and watching him play the the you know the polka thing, but that's another story. Uh, tune we in. Have a uh, friend and his favorite movie is Delirious by John Candy. Oh, so good. So good. I think I like Uncle Buck the best. And then Stripes. He was the best. Stripes, Stripes. is great too. We could do a whole cast on that. But uh, until the next time, appreciate you coming on the show again, Benny.
Always a pleasure. My name is Bob, and this has been another episode of Bobcast.